The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine featuring topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... Are you ready for the 2017 Convention of the American Council of the Blind to begin? President Kim Charlson convenes the 56th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for August 2017. As you just heard, ACB President Kim Charlson called the annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind to order on July 1st at the Nugget Casino Resort in Sparks, Nevada. She began her report to the assembly by reading a proclamation from Nevada's governor, Brian Sandoval. From Carson City, Nevada, as governor of the great state of Nevada, it is my honor to welcome you to the American Council of the Blind 56th Annual Conference and Convention at the Nugget Casino Resort in Sparks. Thank you to those who have dedicated their time to coordinating this event with the goal of improving the quality of life for blind and visually impaired Americans by ensuring equal opportunities for all. I commend this organization and your commitment to Nevadans and citizens across the country. Your dedicated work has helped to create opportunities for blind people and others with disabilities nationwide. I hope this conference is an opportunity to share your successes and learn from each other. Again, welcome to Northern Nevada. I hope you enjoy this event and I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Sincerest regards, Brian Sandoval, Governor. We devote this entire edition of ACB Reports to the President's annual address to the Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Ladies and gentlemen, it is again a true honor for me to come before you for my fourth report as President of the American Council of the Blind. Time keeps flying by and I have much to report to you since our conference in Minneapolis last year. ACB continues to address many issues and advocacy challenges since last we gathered together. I'll cover the highlights and how we are dealing with them over the next several minutes. ACB's growing exposure on Twitter and Facebook continue to give ACB much more recognition and visibility in the social media realm. Thank you to both the Twitter and Facebook teams for all you do. As you all know, the real work of the organization isn't the moments of success and press releases and passage of legislation, but rather the day-to-day -day work advocating, writing letters and testimony, and developing and supporting our ACB infrastructure to ensure that we have the financial resources to work on our mission and get the job done. Earlier this evening, ACB hosted our third annual Giving Society reception. 
This year we had 223 individual donors and 40 corporate donors. These supporters are the backbone of our fundraising, which then allows us to accomplish our valuable work. These initiatives all go far to make it possible to support ACB's organization work and advocacy. Thank you to every one of you who make it a priority to give to ACB. One corporate example of our growing capacity is the generosity of J.P. Morgan Chase, whose support has allowed ACB to once again this year bring five leadership fellows to this conference and convention. These individuals have been identified as up-and-coming leaders in their affiliates and will be participating in many aspects of the convention, learning and growing their knowledge and leadership skills. Last year, ACB's Volunteer Hours Reporting Program collectively logged a total of 17,758 volunteer hours. That's your hard work as volunteers in this organization. That in-kind contribution to ACB is worth over $420,000. That helps us to show other foundations and organizations just how hard the members of this organization work on our important issues of the day. Public education is an important part of ACB's work. Filmed at last year's convention, Eric and Rebecca Bridges are featured in ACB's latest video discussing raising their adorable, nearly three-year-old son, Tyler. Following its launch, both with and without audio description, their positive message about blind parenting and that it can be successfully done with alternative techniques has been watched on YouTube and Facebook by over 16,000 viewers. Acknowledging that parents often say that raising children is one of the most rewarding and challenging stages of life, people always wonder, how could you do it if you were blind? ACB's video tells the story of how two parents who happen to be blind are loving, laughing, and adapting as they raise Tyler, who loves books, trucks, airplanes, playing, and exploring the world around him. Check out the ACB YouTube channel and view the video. Needing to have more data to support our audio description advocacy efforts, last year ACB developed a national survey on described audio content. More than 489 people completed the survey, which identified major demand for the increase in available audio description programming on television, broadcasting, satellite, and cable programming. A tremendous amount of solid research data was gathered and has helped ACB to support our advocacy with statistics reflecting our perspective. Research findings indicated that three out of four respondents felt the current amount 
of available audio described content was significantly below demand, and other obstacles still exist for accessing currently available content. 75.3% of respondents strongly agreed that a greater amount of audio described programming is needed. ACB continues to assert that the demand for audio description will continue to rise for the next two decades. ACB was disappointed in mid-November when the Federal Communications Commission withdrew the agenda item to consider the expansion of hours of audio described content for television. Because of ACB's continued efforts, I am pleased to report that on July 13th, the FCC will be reconsidering the report and order which will increase the required hours of described programming that is covered by broadcast stations from four hours to seven hours. This year we have been dealing with several attacks from a variety of directions to the Americans with Disabilities Act. In December, I sent a letter to CBS on behalf of ACB expressing my deep disappointment that the 60 Minutes segment aired on December 4, 2016, despairingly cast a negative light on the ADA. Anderson Cooper's segment mischaracterized the ADA as an instrument of opportunism for drive-by lawsuits rather than focusing on the role it has played along with the court in protecting the fundamental human and civil rights of more than 55 million Americans with disabilities. My request was for 60 minutes to revisit the issue with a balanced lens that does not threaten the civil rights of Americans with disabilities. To my knowledge, they did not choose to accept my challenge. On another note related to the ADA, ACB is working to prevent the passage of the ADA Education and Reform Act, H.R. 620. This bill, if passed, would prohibit civil suits arising out of a failure to provide adequate access to public accommodations for the disabled unless the plaintiff provides the offending property owners with a written notice specifying the deficiency. Owners would then have 60 days to respond with a written plan for improvement and an additional 120 days to correct the deficiency or at least demonstrate sufficient progress toward a correction. Today, last time I knew, any citizen with a disability denied access in this country can immediately file a complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice. I don't think that's reform if we have to wait 180 days or more. The passage of H.R. 620 would mean that individuals with disabilities would be forced to wait 180 days and likely longer to seek resolution of their federally protected civil rights. When you receive a request for your assistance to fight this negative legislation, Please do what you can to protect our rights under the ADA. Are you getting hungry? Well, ACB is working to protect your right to buy a good meal. 
Have you tried ordering from one of those inaccessible tablets on many restaurant tables? How about an inaccessible app? Well, Itza, the self-proclaimed restaurant of the future, with New York, Washington, D.C., and California locations, is excluding blind customers. Its high-tech ordering and food pickup process fails to include existing readily available usability features for blind and low-vision individuals. ACB, in cooperation with Disability Rights Advocates, DRA, a national nonprofit legal center, has filed a class action federal lawsuit along with individual plaintiff Michael Godino, a New York resident and ACB member, who is legally blind and cannot access ITSA independently. ITSA employs no waiters or cashiers. Instead, patrons order their ITSA meals through a smartphone app or at one of a number of the in-store ordering kiosks. These kiosks consist of Apple iPad devices mounted and framed on a stand. When the food is ready, the customer's name appears on a screen along with a number. The number directs the customer to a cubby where he can retrieve his food. The entire process is silent. Strikingly, the audio jacks and home button required for accessible options are covered by a frame and no tactile features exist on the kiosk. Moreover, Itza's phone app is also inaccessible to screen reader technology and the food pickup process has no audible or tactile cues. While Itza's kiosks continue as an option to request assistance from an employee, this feature, like all the other features on the kiosk, is inaccessible to blind customers. Itza is a growing national chain and has received considerable attention for revolutionizing automated self-serve technology in the food service industry. ACB is seeking an injunction against Itza's further discrimination of persons with disabilities and a comprehensive plan from the chain to provide blind patrons independent access to Itza restaurants. In addition, ACB continues its advocacy as part of a group of organizations appealing the dismissal of a case in the Central District Court of California, Robles versus Domino's Pizza LLC, where the plaintiff, an ACB member, claimed he could not successfully order pizza from the Domino's website because it could not be accessed using his screen reader. ACB signed on to an amicus friend of the court brief to appeal the dismissal of the case to protect the ability of blind individuals to be able to independently access a business website. It would seem that around every corner, including with dining, we have to continue to be diligent and persistent to ensure ongoing access, even to our next meal. On the legislative front, 
Our thanks to Representatives Carolyn Maloney, Democrat, New York, Gus Bilarakis, Republican, Florida, and Stephen Cohen, Democrat, Tennessee, on reintroduction of the Medicare Demonstration and Coverage of Low Vision Devices Act of 2017, H.R. 2050. This legislation will establish a national demonstration research project tasked with identifying the impact to Medicare and Medicaid recipients who are prescribed low vision devices over a certain threshold cost. As Congress looks for ways to improve healthcare costs, ACB will be urging the House of Representatives to support HR 2050 and move toward expanding greater independence for the millions of older Americans with severe vision loss. During the August congressional recess, ACB will be asking all of you to reach out to your members of Congress to obtain more sponsors for this legislation. Help us when the call goes out to make this legislation move one step closer to adoption. I need to comment briefly on the continuing developments surrounding ACB's efforts regarding accessible currency. As background, on October 3, 2008, and after more than six years of litigation, the district court ordered that the Secretary of the Treasury provide meaningful access to currency no later than the next redesign of each denomination. The district court entered this order in light of the government's stated intention of redesigning each denomination of currency every seven to 10 years. Under the anticipated seven to 10 year redesign schedule, the $20 note would have been redesigned between 2010 and 2013. The $50 note between 2011 and 2014. The $10 note between 2013 and 2016, and the $5 note between 2015 and 2018. Instead, the design of these denominations is today exactly as it was when the district court entered its order on October 3, 2008. In 2016, the government moved back the target date for the next currency redesign involving the $10 note from 2020 to 2026. Frustrated by the delays on the part of the government, as well as the lack of any redesign schedule for any denomination other than the $10 bill, ACB sought an order from the district court requiring that the $10 bill be made accessible by 2020 and all of the remaining denominations be made accessible by 2026. While this order was under consideration in the court, the Secretary of the Treasury advanced to the court that he has already complied with his legal obligation to make currency accessible by furnishing external currency readers to people with visual impairments. While the Secretary indicated that he still intends to proceed with adding a tactile feature 
in the next major redesign, he is doing so as a matter of policy as opposed to fulfilling a legal court requirement. The district court denied ACB's motion in January of 2017, and the case is now under appeal at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. We are asking the Court of Appeals to do two things. First, to order that the $10 bill be made accessible by 2020 and all of the remaining denominations be made accessible by 2026. Second, and equally if not more important, we are asking that the Court of Appeals issue a ruling that external currency readers do not provide meaningful access to currency. We expect a decision from the Court of Appeals within the next 6 to 12 months. I want to publicly thank our attorney on this case, Jeffrey Levitke, for his persistence, determination, and dedication to our cause and the latest motion filed. Stay tuned for more news on the court. To help ACB achieve its mission and goals, ACB has ventured into the development of a new strategic plan, a strategic action plan, to help guide the organization in the future across five critical focus areas, including advocacy, policy and legislation, affiliates and membership, convention and meetings, development and marketing and communications. The five focus areas were identified by ACB's board of directors as having the highest potential impact on our organization moving forward. The ACB strategic action plan was then developed by the board of directors, the ACB executive director and other national staff members and select representatives from ACB's state and special interest affiliates. Each of the five focus areas has a set of goals, associated action steps, timeframes, and accountable leaders to help drive change and ensure completion of the objectives. Additionally, the plan identifies any resources required, such as people needed to do the work on the task, funding to get the job done, or outside resources needed, measures of success, and an evaluation process for each goal to ensure that the organization is moving in the right direction to get the job of ACB strategic action plan completed. An executive summary is being drafted to be shared with leaders, and it will be posted on the ACB website. ACB continues to make communication a high priority. The latest version of ACB Link has been downloaded over 5,000 times since its release last March. It provides access for iOS device users to a wide variety of information and programming. We have an Android version under development, and we are anticipating its release in the fall. I want to acknowledge the hard work of Jeff Bishop, who has been the lead person working on this app with the app developer and has had the vision to bring such an app to a reality. 
ACB Link is enhancing communication with affiliates, connecting users with ACB key publications, ACB Radio, ACB Report, and other useful features. Jeff has done all of these things as he has been in the process of moving to Seattle to begin a new career job with Microsoft later this month. Congratulations to Jeff. You are very talented, and I wish you great success. ACB Radio continues to be the preeminent radio broadcasting system run and operated by ACB and our broadcasters, with the main menu channel and its programming being the flagship. ACB Radio continues to be available on the telephone, where listeners can hear the seven ACB radio channels, including this convention. You can also listen to the ACB Forum and the eForum on our telephone system as well. In closing, the American Council of the Blind and our thousands of members continue to have a lot of work to do over the next several months. But overall, our affiliates and chapters all across this country are making a difference in so many ways. ACB proudly represents all people who are blind and visually impaired, regardless of economic status or functional ability. We advocate for a wide spectrum of programs and services for people of all ages and capabilities. Our work is important, and as you know, it isn't always easy. At times, it can be challenging, to say the least. Nonetheless, advocacy, in whatever form it takes, is our charge and our mission. When we win victories, they are even more exciting as they are hard fought, and we should continue to celebrate our successes as important steps in our advocacy mission. Working together, we can continue to make change happen. And I look forward to working hand in hand with all of you to make sure that all of our dreams for people who are blind become realities. Thank you very much. That was ACB President Kim Charlson with her report to the 56th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind in Sparks, Nevada. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.